The Flash. My name is Sarah Lamb, but don't call us heroes. We are legends. I had to become someone else. I had to become something else. I had to become the Green Arrow. Welcome to CW Superheroes, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for the CW's DC superhero shows, Supergirl, Batwoman, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow and Black Lightning. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today my co-host is Roberts. How are you today? I'm doing good, how are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Um, we're here today to talk about uh, the mid-season finale for Arrow, or up to that, because of course we covered episode 5 last. Uh, we had the Groundhog Day-esque episode with Paul Blackthorn, Black, Blackborn, Blackthorn, back? Blackthorn. Uh, as um, Quentin, of course, in episode 6, so that was fun to, to go through. Um, this is also the last mid-season finale for Arrow, because it hasn't got another season. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of uh, an, an eventful sort of thing. Um, yeah, what do you think of Flash, uh, Arrow at the moment? Uh, it was interesting because they, for the last episode, they brought back a lot of old people from mm. season yeah. one and two. Uh, so it was always cool to see them again, especially since it wasn't just like a basic repeat of their characters. They did acknowledge the, the time difference between then and now. Um, but it was basically, you know, Oliver saying goodbye to the series and then mm. his daughter Mia coming in to take his place for the upcoming spinoff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this has been one of Arrow's, uh, better seasons so far. Um, I think that, uh, even, even with certain bottle-ish episodes with the whole... Uh, Quinton bomb thing. Uh, it still managed to kind of add to the show, and it's re- what's really really interesting as well. With them, they've managed to bring back Quinton, Roy, Thea, uh, Talia, Nissa, um, even you know uh, John Barrowman. What, what was John Barrowman's? Uh, Malcolm. Malcolm Merlin. His character. They managed to bring back Moira yeah. for parts of this season. They found interesting and fun and kind of creative ways of bringing back characters who have died seasons ago. Uh, I mean, even as far as, like, you know, Tommy, uh, obviously the, the alternate version from uh, episodes ago. So, yeah, managing to bring um, uh, Quinton back was kind of fun and interesting, and it's always an interesting way for, you know, with these shows dealing with multiverses and timelines and flashpoints and whatever else is and crisis and all that sort of thing, you can sort of bend the rules a bit to where you can say, okay, this is just a scenario where this character is back. Like, we still know that, uh, obviously, Quinton is dead, but... Uh, yeah, interesting way for them to kind of bring him back. Um, what do you think of their time on Lee and you? Uh, but, but like Pogatari uh, and all it that. Was, yeah, it was a little odd because I wasn't really quite sure where they were going with it. But once mm. they got everything going and then got to the point to where they had their big bad face off with all the dead characters. And then we got mm-hmm. the revelation of uh, um, Diggle's Lila. wife being Lila, Harbinger. Yeah. Lila Michaels being Harbinger. That was weird. Which I'm not that familiar <laughs> with that character, so... Me neither, so... Yeah, just the way she... Like, okay, I have to go, and then, like, opens this portal, sort of Cisco-style, and then just walks through, and Diggle's like, oh, bye. Um, it, It's been really kind of... Not up and down, but really kind of twisty, the way, like... The, the way that Monitor has spoken to, like, Laurel, and said, okay, you need to portray Oliver, and then... Uh, his deal with Lila, and then she's now this Harbinger 
character, whoever that is. I assume we'll, I assume we'll learn more about that in uh, Crisis, which is finally next uh, for, for Arrow. Uh, we finally got there. It's really quite incredible with just with all of these shows. How they've managed to do like you know either seven or eight episodes before Crisis, when Crisis was, li- was literally set up, you know, in last year's crossover, uh, which was even before the ends of the previous seasons, because obviously that was in the middle of last season, the, the last seasons um, with the crossover. So it, it's really quite incredible they've managed to do so many episodes in between else the the Elseworlds setup and uh, where we are now. So um, uh, how how well do you feel like they've spent that time? Roughly, uh, for the most part, they spin it okay with the uh, arrow, which we're talking about now. Um, they have kind of not really dealt with crisis a whole lot. That's been more on the flash end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But you know, they they do you know have enough of an effect on on arrows show that you always have to kind of keep it in the back of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I kind of remember saying in the preview podcast, I was like, what are they, they going to do for seven episodes? And like, what's, what's Oliver going to do? Because obviously we didn't know that uh, Mia and whatnot was going to come back to the, the present uh, time. So we thought, okay, they'll probably do a bunch of stuff in the in the future timeline, which they have done. Um, I, I think the show's managed, uh, you know, the whole father, daughter and son um, kind of trio relationship that they've got there um yeah i'm excited to see in the future mia take over from from oliver um i don't know about you but i i'm i'm in a situation with arrow where i was like okay i obviously we've known for uh, several months at this point that uh, this was going to be arrow's final season but i feel like now now that we're at crisis now that we can finally you know next episode see what the hell's going to happen at least you know half of it with the uh one through three episodes, because um, obviously four and five is next year. But uh, yeah, just it's going to be interesting to see. Um, what was it? What was I trying to say? Yeah, with um, I I've kind of I I'm like ready to say goodbye to Arrow now, just because they've set up this crisis thing for so long and talked about Oliver's death for so long and just made it clear, at least from what we think is going to happen, obviously we don't know what's actually going to happen, just the clear indication that, like, okay, he's going to die in crisis, and then she's going to take over, and then obviously we're going to have uh, William and uh, Connor, and is there one other character? Uh, if this depends what they do with Zoe, obviously. Um, uh, I mean, her, her future version is dead, but she's still alive in the present, so... I don't know what they're going to do with her. But yeah, just, yeah. just the way they've set up, like, okay, he's going to die, at least from what we think is going to happen, and she's going to take over. I think they've set that up really, really well, and I'm be very interested to see, because um, I think I remember saying it was episode 9 uh, on the last podcast that Mark Guggenheim said is the actual backdoor pilot. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they set that up. So um, yeah, I th- in this episode specifically, I thought the action was pretty good. Um, I thought that uh, I mean I, I always enjoy good sort of uh, archery sort of scenes as I've said on one of the co- podcasts before. So uh, yeah, did you enjoy like the action on the NU? Yeah, we had really good action, especially with bringing the uh, bad guys and one back, and then we had uh, Yao Fei back mm. uh, for a little bit, a couple scenes. So that was always cool to see you know him come back and have Oliver kind of reflect on where he was from when he started and then, you know, from where he's at now, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one other thing I'm glad they decided to do, and I don't know if this was a Stephen Amell thing or, or what the deal was, but just going with 10 episodes, I just think 
as I'm watching obviously these episodes and going through the season just feels so much better just pacing wise because you know that there's so less of the of the season not in a way of like okay I don't want more arrow but like you know 23 episodes is a lot and to cut that down to 10 I think is just working so much better uh what do you think of that so far yeah I mean it's definitely working for story wise because they can be a lot more concise mm-hmm. they don't have to have as nearly as much fluff uh, they don't have to have nearly as much filler. They got what they've got to get through uh, for crisis, and then they're gone from there. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the things I wrote down: crisis has started. We saw obviously like the purple. So it's antimatter, isn't it? Uh, like mm-hmm. in, the, in the clouds, which is supposed to be taking, <clears throat> which is supposed to be erasing the earths, and they're supposed to stop that. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today. Just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Koalu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Koalu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. I don't know if you. I don't want you to obviously spoil the book if you do know it. But what's um? How do you fight antimatter? Like, what are they supposed to actually do in this fight? Uh, it's hard telling. We don't know if um, because obviously it's not going to follow the book exactly, right? Uh, right. because Supergirl is continuing and Flash is continuing. And in the the crisis book event, both of those characters die as everything kind of condenses down into one universe. Mm -hmm. I think it might have to do with the fact that uh, um, Mr. Fantastic's character was able to figure out that we can replicate this energy. And then some of the components that that, uh, Oliver was getting... Uh, for the monitor are the similar components that uh, he was wanting him to get uh, for the weapon to kill the monitor. Uh, so there might be that weird parallel. Um, but past that, I mean, there's enough differences that we're not really going to know until we actually see the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm just wondering, like, what goal, what, what what will they be doing in order to fight antimatter? <laughs> um uh, well, I think it's more the character of the anti-monitor than the actual antimatter itself. Okay. Because that character is yet right. to be introduced. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen any of him yet. So, uh, basically, the same guy, but with a crinkly face. <laughs> thing. So, uh, mm-hmm. we'll played by the same guy, I think, isn't it? Uh, Ga- I think, if Ga- I remember, Garrett right, I'm something. not one hundred percent sure. Yeah. Um. 
What was the other thing I was going to talk about? Uh, I think I've forgotten what it was. What was I going to talk about? Um, yeah, uh, the the uh, the monitor. He's just because um, I was talking a minute ago about you know Laurel and what would her motivations be with the whole betrayal of the thing. I I like how it's kept me guessing in terms of how the monitor is sending people different messages. Like how in the last two episodes alone, like. Um, how Lila has basically been the messenger for the monitor and has sort of said to Oliver, like, okay, you need to accept it, and you need to do, you need to do this, and you need to do that, and then just the conversations between like Lila and Diggle about, okay, married couple that's supposed to trust each other, and we on screen see that the trust is there, but uh, obviously she's got this alien guy to to deal with, um, but just the like. Trying just kind of muddying the waters in terms of motivation, like what what does the monitor actually want from this people these people? Because at, at the start it was simply just like okay, Oliver, you've made this deal, you're gonna die, and then Barry, the Flash is gonna die, and it was seemed very simple. But since he's been talking to like Laurel and Lila and these other characters, uh, specifically more with Lila, um, how she just kind of has turned up in different scenes and been like, oh, the monitor wants us to do this and that, and he sent us to this place and that place, um. I kind of like how it's kept me guessing. What do you sort of think of that? Yeah, we don't really 100% know where it's going, but, you know, we do know everything is leading to this. So, yeah, I'm really kind of interested as to what happens in Crisis and then what happens after Crisis with all the other branching uh, shows. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I've got for Arrow. Um, And, of course, the next step for Arrow is Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, And we'll uh, be back to podcast on those. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen in Crisis. There's going to be 5 million different characters. Uh, I don't know how they're all going to be on screen. Uh, I, I would imagine with like some of them it's going to be more cameos than anything. Um, like I don't expect Kevin Conroy's ba- uh, Bruce to be in this thing for 3 hours. Um, I think he's gonna, they're going to have their time in it. But I think it's going to be more spread out than what we realise. So uh, one kind of question for you. Who are you most excited to see in Crisis? Well, I'm definitely interested to see which version of Batman that mm. Kevin Conroy is going to play. We've had some images leak showing him in some weird, like, kind of mechanical apparatus. Yeah, that was in a trailer released uh, yesterday. I don't know if you saw that, but... Um... Yeah, I, I did see that. So the theory yeah. is that, like, there's one weird variant of Batman to where they're in the future. Um, not, like, super future, kind of like Batman Beyond, but, like, several years of him being Batman, and he's kind of been physically broken a few times. Okay. And so that apparatus that he's in is kind of helping him walk and do stuff. Right. Which would make the most sense. I think, I want to say Aftermath is what it's called, but I'm not 100% sure. I couldn't. Because I saw, like, yeah, I saw some YouTube video on it, like two months ago, but like that was two months ago. I've slept since then. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I I'm pretty excited to finally see. You know, as a Batman fan and as someone who's been excited to see Batwoman because of the whole you know Bat Family edition. Uh, I'm excited to finally see some. I know we're probably not going to get him suiting up as Batman. That's very very unlikely. But just alone seeing Bruce Wayne and what is he going to say about you know where he's been and all all this time because li- literally for eight years that the, 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 this whole Arrowverse has been going on they've avoided every single opportunity or been forced by Warner Brothers to avoid every single possible opportunity to have even Bruce show up so uh yeah excited to see him finally just on screen at, at last so 
Yeah, the only real mention of Bruce Wayne was like two seasons ago when Oliver Queen was doing like some weird press conference. Yeah. And he said yeah. nobody's seen Bruce Wayne in a while, and that's like the only real mention of him that we've had like directly. Right. We've had right. kind of like ancillary, you know, callbacks here and there, but that's about it. So. Yep. Cool. All right. So we'll see you next for Crisis, and then of course we'll be back for the. Uh... Seven, eight, yeah, nine, the penultimate, uh, penultimate episode of the series. So, which is supposed to be the uh, backdoor pilot. And then, of course, the series finale, which those episodes won't be until next year. So, uh, we'll see you for those. Of course, we got a bunch of other content on entertainmenttalk.org. We are covering Batwoman and Flash at the moment. So, look out for those podcasts. And, of course, their additions to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, what we're probably going to do is do one podcast for episodes one through three um of crisis and then do one for the you know four and five next year that probably makes the most sense so yeah look out for those it's going to be very exciting um crisis is finally here i mean it started at the end of this episode so uh there's no more time to waste uh, you can, of course, find all the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. Check out the $1 and $3 level tiers. Amazon affiliate link, you can shop on there. We'll get a small cut of what you spend. It won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, rate, please rate, review, and subscribe to those. Word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Uh, social media, of course, share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, and put them in different Facebook groups if you're allowed to. Video games, you can watch us play different video games. Me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer, and look up for Let's Play Sundays. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you for Crisis. Goodbye. Goodbye.